And we're off to the races. Yeah, it's it's a quick. It's going to be the last race for a while. It's the, the it's going to be an amazing race though because you're heading to P Town. <laughs> it's our farewell podcast. Well, for farewell a couple for of June. weeks. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back at the end of July. We're basically we're having a hiatus, Dennis. Yes, and five, six, seven, eight. That is the theme song to the right comedy on. couch. I wanted to drink this for a long time, but I couldn't open it because. We weren't rolling. Well, here's yet. the thing. We had sat. To, this is the procedure. We say, "Hey, do you want to pod Monday night?" And then we both say yes. And then something comes up, and we don't pod Monday night. And we go Tuesday, and I think we can do that. Doesn't happen. So now we're on week two, and we're yes. back to Monday night. Yes, yes, and we're both here. And yeah, it's we're, actually going it. happen. It's happening. Then it's I'll check the emails. You, I'm going to write my post-it. Da, 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 let me get a soda. I have to light these candles that we have on the coffee table to get us in the mood. And then we sit down. We're going to do it. And then I remember that a tele, an episode of a show that I did a few months ago was That's going right. to, was airing over the weekend because someone emailed me on Facebook and said, I just saw your episode of Pretty Hurts. Pretty Hurts. And uh, I just want to say I look fat. No. And don't ever wear something brand new. When you do a TV show, because then you're going to watch it and go, that looks weird. Uh, because it's new? It was the first time I'd ever worn that so little you like, sweatery vest. Yeah. And it, I thought, oh, this is neat. I just bought it. Isn't it cool? Haven't you ever done that? Uh-huh. You buy something, you go, I'm going to wear that to the party Friday night. And then yeah. you see the pictures from the Friday and you go, why did I wear that? I wore the wrong thing to my CD launch party in 2000. Okay. Shirt. I think that everyone I wore has a, that. I should have worn a collared shirt and I wore this thing I got at Fred Siegel that was like a round neck like a normal neck like a t-shirt uh-huh. but it was nicer didn't like it no good see bullshit stupid but <sighs> I, everyone has one of those outfits that they shouldn't have worn one so. uh, every every uh picture from your birthday parties when you used to do the big birthday parties right every one of them i'm bright red because i hadn't learned if you're going to go tanning you need to do that like 2 days or 3 days before whatever the I event see. is I didn't and know i would that. usually on the day of the party i would usually go and tan right and then i would i was fucking bright red in all of the pictures well and, and shiny and all, i'm just whatever Anyways. i'm red and shiny anyway so there's that and you have a shiny spirit so there's yeah. that well, but where so much has happened uh well not really but a lot i met an actual couch potato in Palm Springs. I went to Palm Springs uh-huh. and um, for the gay film, or not for the gay film festival, mainstream Palm Springs Shorts Fest. And while I was there, I met John, who is a couch potato, mm-hmm. who had emailed, and his partner, Mark. And they came to my screening, and then we had coffee. That is so nice. At coffee. And they're delightful and fun and nice. And there was a porn star. We could have, you know, swung a dead, you can't swing a dead cat around Palm Springs without hitting a porn star. Or well, you can't swing a dead porn star without hitting a cat. Hitting a cat is actually <laughs> more likely. It works both ways. That's actually um, much more interesting. But we ate this coffee place called Coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-F-I. Yeah. And there's two of them, and I'm obsessed with their coffee. But John pointed out that there's Mean Girl Coffee and regular coffee. And Mean Girl Coffee is in one part of town where there's like a courtyard, and you have to kind of walk the gauntlet of judgment to get through mm-hmm. it to your – coffee ordering gee let me i i can't so, imagine what that would no no i don't i don't know what you mean so we ate at the regular one without the gauntlet okay but um it was near the house that i was renting and um we uh, i love that coffee and i love going there every day um and how was it how was the movie received so how? yeah we'll break down the whole festival um so 
First of all, I have film festival fever. It's nothing makes me happier. Outfest is coming up. And then the weekend before the film festival in Palm Springs, I went to the L.A. Film Festival downtown because yeah. my friend Glenn Gaylord's movie that he wrote, Leave It on the Floor, premiered. And it was so fun. And they had like a ball afterwards where they were people were walking and doing voguing and stuff. And um, that was cool. And then two days later, I went to my trainer Jalen's movie, Mamitas, at the film festival. And both movies are terrific. Wow. So I've got, and guess who was there uh, at Mamitas night? Or maybe it was on, no, it was Mamitas night okay. on Tuesday night. Hope to he. Oh, he was shit. there. So did he leave at three fourths through the movie? Yeah, no, he stayed through the whole thing, but he was in a different screening. He was at some other thing. And uh, I oh, went with not, Scott. not the one that he was supposed to go to. But at no, the last I, minute, he suddenly went into a different theater. He might have. I don't know if he's. <laughs> he hoped to he. I think Clarity still might be on, but so's my Clarity, and my Clarity has no room for his Clarity because he's a weirdo. He's kind of a weird dude, and I went with um, Scott, my friend, and I was so glad I was able to say Scott. That's hope to he because um, yeah, it was, it's fun to put a freaky a code name on a yeah a freaky person. face. A freaky face Especially, to a phony name. I lo- also love when you can whisper about someone in a way that they notice that you're whispering. Yeah. And they know that it's about them. Yeah. But that's awesome. Because then you so can act random. like, what? I didn't yeah. say anything rude to him. I was nice. Yeah. But he's kind of a weirdo. He's kind of a weird dude. And I may have dodged a bullet. So he ruined my birthday did. in the next month. Oh, it you was, know what? You've had too many birthdays. I've Let's had be honest. too many. Um, so that was my film festival lead up. And then, so Thursday, I go down there. My friend Clark, um, he and his partner have houses down there that they rent out. And when I first found out I was going to have my film there, I reached out to him because I thought I'd take as many cast and crew and friends as whoever could go. And so Clark gave me a sweet deal. Mm -hmm. And... um, But a lot of people couldn't end up up not going. So what it ended up being was me, um, Jamie Fouth, my lead actor... This guy, John, that Jamie's seeing, Todd Makovsky, who is a couch potato, who was the massage consultant on Rubdown and also sings the theme song to Power Pup at the end. So we were there the Thursday night. The Friday night, I was there by myself. And then Saturday morning, Jackie Clark came down. Goddamn, and we stayed one. overnight and, and then came back. On, we both came back on Sunday separately. So you took her to the after party? Yeah, I mean, we. I don't know if there was an after party. Uh, no, she wasn't there for the screening. Okay. The screening was Thursday night. So, um, but let me just Sunday say. Sunday you said you were going to a party. Oh, the closing night party. But right. she had already gone home. Oh, okay. So, so you went to yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo. Yeah, the award show. Yeah, I went solo. So, um, first of all, we get down there. The house is unbelievable. We're running around this house like we're real world cast members. Like yeah. we used to do in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Like I can't, I, I don't know if I should tell my housemates I'm gay. Like, oh, my God, I want this room or whatever. Right, the, right. the pictures online did not do it justice. I want to rent it again mm-hmm. and when we can fill it up with fun people. And fuck on some of the – you already oh have some surfaces gosh. to fuck on? Oh, you don't even know. It's so beautiful. It's, I remember Puerto Vallarta. What's the thing that I remember the most about Puerto Vallarta? The porn shower. Yes, the porn shower. The I porn wanted to fuck on. in that shower so badly yeah. and never did. I know. Well – Same thing in Hawaii, in Maui. Yeah. That was another fuck shower. Right. And they had actually shot Playgirl. That's right. Penises in that shower. They had. Out in the wilderness. Yeah. It was this little like. And I think the guy's name in Playgirl was named Maui. Or he went oh, by. Like, God, didn't he? So... That was his phony thing. Yes. But he the, was hot. The, we play, studied this place in Maui. 
uh, and the, the shower was outdoors, which sounds like, ooh, outdoor bathroom, but it was neat. Oh, it was super And neat. it was like this sort of like hut. It was called a quonset. Right, but the, the, the bathroom the shower. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the walls, excuse me, the walls only went up about five feet. Such as they but were. But the ceiling was 10 feet. Right. So it was basically you were covered, but your head could look out and into the forest, into the was, rainforest and, of yeah, Maui. Yeah, it was beautiful. And you just really wanted to have your dick. You Basically, you wanted people to take pictures of your dick in that shower. Sure. And maybe have sex standing up. Which, P.S., is not my favorite way to do it. But I no. would do sex standing up What is your favorite in that position? Shower. Huh? I, missionary. Yeah, old school. Yeah. You pick it old school. I want to just hold you down and do my business. Right. And then I would like you to leave or at least let me sleep. Right. No cuddling for you. No, that's not true. I'm a big – I act like all like dominant and bossy and like, yeah, you like that. And then the second I shoot my load, I'm like, can you hold me, please? Really? Yes. Does your voice change? Well, probably. Like, does it go up a, a couple Probably. Months? My voice goes up octaves yeah, willy-nilly. Or as I like to say, willy-nilly. Right. <laughs> um, anyway. So uh, we get there Thursday. The house is amazing. And then we go to eat at this place called Tropical, which was very good, um, that a friend of mine that lives down there recommended. <laughs> and so then we go to the screening, and we're a little bit late. Like, not late for the movie, but um, we're, we get there like 15 minutes before the screening or whatever. Right. I pick up the tickets, and um, part of our party ends up being Tom Bianchi. Do you know that guy, the photographer that shoots okay. all the nude people? He's my friend Matt's friend. And let me guess. A real nice guy. A real nice guy, A. <laughs> Not and at all judging people no, on, on their looks. He doesn't need to because he's got a super hot... Um, child bride. Child bride. Yes. Like, like British boyfriend who was cool and whatever. Great. So I didn't get to know them very well, but they were nice and they used some of my tickets and He stuff. loves young foreskin. Well, you know what? What's no, we all love? do. I get it. Please. So... um. So we walk in. First of all, the theater's way bigger than it looks from the outside. It's really big, and it's packed. There's nowhere to sit. We, so we end up in the second row, right? So that's very exciting. Like, wow, this is kind of cool because the gays turn out for this particular program and this festival. And um, so uh, we, um, they show the movies, and ours, uh, it goes over fine. It goes over pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy to be in the program. There's like a documentary about – a guy, I think they're Lamar and Larry or something. Two guys that had been together 60 years, something mm. like that. And they finally got married when we could do it in California. It doesn't count. doesn't count. But, well, I'm sorry, know, Larry. Sorry, Lamar. It was a sweet <laughs> um, documentary. Yeah. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun program. So I can't believe that we're still doing the gay marriage thing. I know. Like and New when York it happened got it. last week when New York got it, I was like, oh, that's right. We're still fighting that. It just seems like yeah. that's such an old battle that, of course, we can all get married now, and I just don't have anyone to marry. But, like, right. oh, no, that's right. We've made zero progress. Right. That's right. I forgot that. Right. Well, like, there's, like, six states now. But, uh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, and when when it happened, uh, Norma, one of our devoted couch potatoes, texted me and said, New York happened or something. Mm -hmm. And I just texted back right on because I wasn't sure at the moment what was what she was talking about. Oh, Dennis. I didn't know what it – I wasn't – I was out of the loop. So You were thinking short films I was thinking what happened. Yeah, so I didn't know. And then I and then I clued in and I was like, that's very exciting. So um, so I, no, I, I – Norma, that text was – I knew it was good because you seemed excited. 
And so then I realized it was gay marriage. So um, we are doing our Q&A, and uh, Jamie was a little nervous about going up there, but I was like, come up there with me, because, you know, all the other people right. that were there and whatever, and... And um, this is the one that you had feelings for. Oh, yeah. I had a huge crush on him when we were making the movie, for sure. Um, Yeah. I had that whole thing where I accidentally confessed that in front of him. But now you're like, but now you're like, hey, and bring your boyfriend. Yeah. Bring him That'll be great. That'll be totally great. There's a bunch of surfaces you can fuck on. Yeah. Maybe the shower. So, um, no, I still like Jamie. I think he's cool and nice Mm -hmm. and stuff, but, you know. I've met him and he's a really, really nice guy. I have a new person oh, to be obsessed with so move over um so anyway he was a little nervous about getting up to speak but um he said something really wonderful which is like ours was one of the few films in the program where and it's one of the few films in any gay film festival where the the problem isn't gayness somebody's gay and somebody's gonna find out or somebody's got you know it's not mm-hmm. the teenager that getting you know whatever it's like just two guys that are gay and you know, yeah. they meet it's in a funny way. It's not a coming way. of age story. No. It's a coming of boner story. It's a, yeah, of whatever. So, yeah. um, coming of coming. So Jamie was able to say, um, you know, um, uh, I, I, one of the things that appealed to me about this story was that it was like two guys that meet in this way and nobody has really has a problem with being gay. It's a different kind of story. And I think, and he goes, and the reason we can do that is because people like Lamar and Philip paved right. the way. I can't, I'm getting their names wrong. Um, They'll be and that and that you know your documentary just floored me and of course Lamar who's like ninety was like I'd like to floor you or something like he he, took, he really had to take it there like he, he did, thought he had a chance he took it there a little bit Jesus like um, and in the documentary you know they've been together all these years and, I would like to inject yeah. some liquid Viagra into my penis and then yeah. teach you a couple of things it was boy very charming and cute and um, then uh, in the documentary they talk this couple talks about you know monogamy and. You know, and they basically <laughs> said, well, we had our picadillos. And so I really want to bring that word back. Uh, it's peccadillo. Peccadillos. Well, they had their pick of peccadillos. <laughs> yeah, they had their They could pick whatever peccadillo they wanted. Look, they're so old, <laughs> it was pronounced peccadillo. <laughs> when they started it, it saying didn't become peccadillo until right. after World War II. So slavery <laughs> was abolished. So it's peccadillos. I believe. Right. I have to look it up. And I'm not even exactly sure what it means. I think it means quirky... Uh, cheating, but <laughs> charming, quirky cheating. Right. But it was funny, and I want to bring that back because it <laughs> makes it sound cute. But you, yeah, you're gonna have to Google it before you right. can bring it back. Okay. <laughs> I have to figure out what it is. Next time, I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna share with everyone the definition so we can oh, all bring that it is back. So funny. You know what? The summer of sass is catching mm-hmm. on. We can bring back peccadillos, and you can work heavy pickling into exactly, it. Exactly, which people adore, by the way. Yeah, the heavy pickle. I it's would like, love come a, on, baby, do the heavy pickle. I would love a peccadillo with some heavy pickle. <laughs> Please. Anyways, so. Sauce on the, the side. <laughs> I forget what that's from. What? I don't bingo? know. Bingo? Oh, when it's they gave gay you the bingo. bingo. Oh, 69 Ugh, sauce on the side. Right. Okay, right on. By the way, <laughs> I want to, anyway, uh, never mind. Um, what just happened? I think that when people first come out, they shouldn't get if they're a celebrity. You shouldn't get right on the cover of the Advocate. No, you we should have, have to, to talk call. About this. You have to call Bingo at Hamburger Mary's, yeah. and you have to do some inline the Empire prides. You have to and go. You have to get told by uh, Instinct Magazine that you're too local slash regional, mm-hmm. and you have to just really have your soul crushed by your own by about the a gay year. press for about a year. Yeah, 
But by the way, when Anderson Cooper finally says the words, none yeah. of this is going to happen. Oh, no. He's going right to the cover of The Advocate. He's yeah, going to yeah. get a glad Oprah's award. Oprah's going to come back out of retirement yeah. just to do a special yeah. episode. For sure. In prime time. Yeah. Right. And he's going to talk about how, well, I was never in. No. Everyone that yeah. is important in my life knew uh, Sergio and yeah. was invited over to the firehouse. Yeah. What else should you have to do? I really like calling bingo in a drag bar. You should have to get stood up on your birthday. That's true. You should have to, you know, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Stuff and some envelopes somewhere. By the way, every man that you fell in love with and that ultimately said to you, you know what, I have to end this because until you're out and honest, I yeah. can't be in love with a man right. who I feel in a small way is ashamed of me. Yeah. I have zero, sorry, zero pity for that. Boo-hoo. Celebrity that lost love because they didn't come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, I don't have anything for that either. And also they get really self-involved. They, they, they really think that everyone is obsessed with their secret or not secret or whatever. <laughs> I remember one time at Outfest, Robert Gant um, from Queer Folk had come out the year before. He played the role of Dr. Mumbles. Yeah. He, came, he had come out the year before, which was really cool at Outfest or whatever. Yeah. And he was there the next year to present an award to whatever. I know exactly what you're going to... And he went yeah. on for like 10 minutes about his journey for the past year. And I remember looking around at everybody like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, I think when you're that person, it's very... Um, it becomes even more intense. Uh, and I think because of all of the... Self- uh, um, Backslapping and high fiving yeah. and magazine covers that you get for coming out. Yeah, I think you can't help but think it's a much bigger. D- you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, so okay, so we're up there on stage and we're doing our little Q and A, and there's other filmmakers there, and this guy raises his hand in like the fourth row, and he's kind of exotic looking, very cute, um, and says uh, that he's from Jordan in the Middle East and. He just is blown away that we can do this kind of work, and he mm-hmm. imagines what it would be like to show things like this there, and yeah. just kind of wanted to make the point that you know, it's so nice that we're able to do what we're doing here because there are places in the world where you can't do that, and you just kind of imagined what it would be like to show these kind of films there, and um, and I was like, and he kind of like gave me a little. It felt like like a wink or something. Like maybe it's because I was looking at him like. Right. Me. So you think that during him asking a question, when everyone's looking at him, yeah, he then decided this is my time that I'm going to wink. Yes. At the guy that okay. Possibly, but okay. I will upgrade that status. But in this moment, I thought, wow, something just happened. Okay. So afterwards, I went out and met him, and his name's um, Zaid, Z A I D. Mm-hmm. And he is from, um, I think he's from Jordan, Amman, okay. Jordan. Right. And he um, was going to film school out here at the New York Film Academy. Great. And he had a film that was showing a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. And he was really bright and nice and, oh, so yummy. Oh, my totally. goodness. So totally. In my country, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I've country. realized what my appeal is to my, in my country, that when I talk about that and it's what it what they're not is bitchy it's a lack of bitchiness that's the appeal well i don't get it i know (laughs) that's why i want a guy from in my country yeah yeah like of course i mean compared to being where he's from like this is fucking awesome it's awesome yeah yeah. so in terms of gay stuff he's anyways so um you know how long that lasts i don't know how long it'll last we'll see a very very short time so um before in my country 
becomes hand on hip. Why you are so fat? <laughs> so believe, just you want to get him in that yeah, window. Yeah, get him in that window before that it changes. That FOB, that yeah. fresh off the boat window. You're right. They've just been uncrated, and then they're just innocent, and it's wide-eyed. And gay bingo sounds fun. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you yeah. really are new at this. Yeah, just two nights at the Abbey will do you. <laughs> but anyways, um, so then the big after party was at um, Toucans, and they were giving away light-up rings and light-up lays. And light-up things make everything more fun. I love Toucans. And I danced a little with Zade and uh, talked to him a bit more. And mm-hmm. boy, I kind of have a crush on him. So um, When are you going to see him? Uh, well, he's in Jordan now. And I don't oh, know if he's really in interested prison? in him. Yeah, he had to go back. Okay. Well, and then the next day... Um, are you going to masturbate over Skype? I don't know. I don't know if he's even into me. But um, I, I, um, then the, the, everyone left the next day, Jamie and right. John and um, Todd. So they left, and then I went and saw some other screenings and stuff like that. And uh, then Jackie arrived on Saturday morning, and we decided that since she's um, female and I'm male and we have this giant house, we're just a married couple who have our own wing. Yeah. How's it going, honey? We don't fuck right. anymore. How's it going, Miss Preston? Yeah, that's so... Just fine, Mr. Travolta. <laughs> yeah, so it was totally that. And then we'd meet by the pool, and, you know, it was yeah. that kind of America... And it worked... Watch the pool You know more. what? It worked for us. That's right. Um, we have our picadillos or peccadillos. So I tell Jackie, I was like, I want to go to this panel at three with managers and agents, and I want to see Zade's movie at noon. And she's like, I'm up for that. She's cool. She's mm-hmm. fine with everything. So we go to Zade's movie... It's part of Middle Eastern magic. And I thought we could just stay for his and leave if we want and go get some lunch or whatever. But we stay for the whole program, and they're all really interesting. His movie is called um, Bayima and Mahmoud, and it's about these old elderly people. Mm-hmm. This, this elderly couple that bicker all the time, and you get the feeling that this is their life day in and day out. And she just yells at him. And, you know, he, she and does everything for him. he works in the cubicle next to me. And, yeah, and, and they're just in their little apartment in, um, I think they shot it in Jordan. Right. And um, these wonderful old actors who are both over 80, and they have these amazing faces. And then one morning, he wakes up, and she's not there. Mm-hmm. And, but they do the same routine every morning. And, and we know that he doesn't like to go out of the apartment, whatever, so he freaks out. He goes out on the, on the street on his, with his cane, and he's calling out her name, and you just see the anguish. And they had just been fighting all through the yeah. whole thing. And then she realizes that that he's gone, and she... Um, well, where is she? She'd been, gone to the market to get the kind of bread that he wanted, even though she'd oh, bitched about the kind of bread that he wanted. So they're both running around the streets, not running, but, like, screaming out for each other in anguish. And it's so, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then they finally find each other, and... Their faces go from, oh, my God, you're alive, to I fucking hate you yeah, so much. Yeah, start fighting again. And it's so universal. It's so simple. And it's so beautifully done. And I was so blown away by it. I thought, oh, my God, this could be – this is one of those movies that wins the short film Oscar because mm. it's brilliant and it's right. universal and it's funny and it's touching. It's everything. Mm. So I was like, oh, my God, like I didn't like him enough already. So by this point, I'm sneaking little videos of him just walking around. Uh, yeah, so that's not cool. And then um, I stayed for the awards, and he wins Best of the Fest. That's great. He wins Best of the Fest. And I found out later from and somebody. And Best Ass. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> and um, I, 
when one of the, my friends from Palm Springs that went to the opening screening with us, Matt, who I don't know super well, I used to do some writing for him. He, he does travel writing and stuff too. And he was always really cool and nice to me. And, and he's, um, but I remember spending time with him that he's a little bit, um, like he'll talk very casually about sex. Like, mm-hmm. he'll like, yeah, I'm having a good time in LA. I'm eating lots of bottoms this time. I don't know. It's weird. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. How's the steak? You know, should we get some more chips? Yeah, it just kind of throws things out like that. And uh-huh. and I and he came to the movie. And he was really nice and had fun with him. And we were he was at two cans, and I was like dancing with Zade, and he knew that I liked him and whatever. And he's like, you gotta, you can't let him go. Look at that bulge. And I'm like, <laughs> it was of the same family. It's, yeah. the, it's the B side too. I can't believe I'm eating so many bottoms. Well, that, but that's <laughs> jackpot. A bottom, bottom with a huge bulge, Dennis. Uh, wow, I that's know. the holy grail. I mean, yeah, you know, he's come lying. on. Yeah, so you I, found your gay unicorn. I know. So I just love that he's still that guy. It made me laugh. Oh, yeah, look at that bulge, whatever. That's, so, yeah. and I was like, what? I don't see anyway. Um, so I made a little video of Zayd giving his acceptance speech, and I told him afterwards. I said I have it, and he's like, oh, good, I could show my grandmother because his grandmother was like, you know, he Zayd was so nervous mm-hmm. going into the award ceremony. And I think it's because he's younger and newer and also because he knew his movie had a shot. Because I'm like, I, yeah, I'll go, but I might, I didn't, my movie is not the kind that wins awards and stuff. So, um, but also I heard later that winning something is going to help him stay in the country because his wow. visa's almost up. So I could see why he was nervous now. And he did win, but he said. And how old is he? I think he's like 29, 30. Okay. And I think he said, um, he goes, I called my grandmother and she said, I'm so glad that my sad life can bring you success. Like he's just funny great. and has great things about him. And um, so I spent what's the weekend my point? with my grandmother as well. I know. So my the upshot of Palm Springs, I think I covered most of the highlights. Was that I'm obsessed with this guy and keep an eye out for him at the short film Oscars. I met the couch potato. Um, Are you recapping? I, I I'm just checking my post. <laughs> I want to tell you about one other short film I saw called The Dog Sitter. It was directed by this French actress who who speaks um, English with right. an English accent. And it's basically a girl's a dog sitter. She shows up at the dog, and the dog's dead. So what does she do? And she calls the vet, and the vet says, bring him in. So she loads him into a suitcase, and it's a big dog. And she loads him into a suitcase and takes it to the train. And this guy offers to help her on the train. And he's like, what's in it? And she goes, um, electronics. It's so fragile, you know, like she's she's got a dead dog in there. Yeah. And so they get on the train and it looks like they're a little flirting. And right before the doors close, he steals a suitcase and goes outside. And it's just told beautifully. But the dog looks real and looks dead. So the first question of the Q&A is, how'd you do that? What how'd you do the dog? And she said, well, they explored all these different options and they finally found an animal like training thing for Hollywood, uh, like a not Hollywood, but for show dogs. And one of them had to have a sister removed. And so he was going to have to be sedated. So they sedated the dog for this operation. And she had like 30 minutes to get like eight shots of her giving yeah, it yeah, mouth yeah. to mouth. Doing all this stuff. Shoving him in the suitcase. Change clothes and then like get the next shot. Yeah. and That's genius. And, and, the, and she said the vet was there and he was checking in between every right. shot to make sure yeah, everything was, was okay. But like that was like when it was unbelievable because it's like that dog is real and that dog is dead. That's hilarious. What is happening? How are they doing that? So we cool. we killed the dog. <laughs> Please let me stay in America. <laughs> yeah. 
so that girl is named Sarah, and I think she's visiting town right now, and we're going to go to the, um, I think we're going to go see a cemetery screening. You're going to take her to the pound? I think we are, and we're going to go kill some dogs and stuff. But I loved it. I love being in Palm Springs. I love, I love Did it Did you see there. Old Ebb? I, I fucking see, hate it, so I'm glad you love I it. I love it. Um, I love it. And I love being a filmmaker and being inspired by all those people. And it's all short, so there's yeah. no feeling like, well, good luck. When are you going to make a feature? Like, there was none of that. And I don't know. I just, it made me really inspired and happy and proud. And oh, I'd on. walk around town with my little lanyard. Like, I don't want to, I'm a, I would good. sleep in it. Yeah. That's like I was after I saw NSYNC the first time. With your lanyard? And probably. I don't know. Um, so my grandmother was in Phoenix. I went to Phoenix yes. this past weekend. You went somewhere hot as well. And it was like I grew up there. Okay. and But like I was walking off the – is it called the jetway? You know, the thing that you walk yeah. through the tube from the sure. airport. And I was like, it's really hot in this tube. Like I'm – I feel yeah. like I'm cooking. Like, I feel like a Cinnabon. Yeah. And, but then I'm like, well, that just could be my diet. Like, uh, everything reminds me of a Cinnabon That's at true. this point. And you know in what airports, mean? what smells more like yeah. a Cinnabon than an airport? And so, but then I noticed that it was like, it was really, really hot. But you know, when you get into the airport, then the air conditioning is going to hit you and you're going to be like, and I was like, I don't, I'm not getting that part where the wall of cold, yeah, it's gonna crisp be so air. Delicious. I'm not feeling that. And yeah. then I'm waiting outside for my sister on the curb. And I'm like, but then I'm going to get in the car and the air conditioner is going to be blasting. And then I goes, no. And then we get to, we have to go to a, get a food thing first. Cause I need this thing called Tokyo express, which is like just a teriyaki chicken bowl, but it's like right. the best. And it's super healthy. And I just crave it all the time. Fucking 98 degrees in there. And then my sister cuts my hair at her salon and the air conditioner is not on. And she puts that fucking cape on over me, and so it's like holding all my body heat in. And I'm like, literally, like I'm bright red, and I have like sweat just dripping down my face. Right. And it was literally like for 48 hours, I just dripped sweat off my elbows. I was leaving puddles on the floor. I heard a sound go click, and it was a bead of sweat had fallen off my eyebrow onto my sister's hardwood floor in her house. Wow. Like I couldn't stop sweating. And I'm on this thing where I have to drink two gallons of water a day. That's a lot of water. Which is a lot of water. And it does – it makes you sweat a lot, but yeah. it just – everything goes – like I desperately need to pee right now, and I right. know we have another 20 minutes, and I'm cringing. But um, it's just – you know, it's part of the, the P-Town diet plan or whatever. But like it's just – I mean I couldn't – it was so unbelievably hot. And then I went to – I had to go – you know, I was going to go run, and it was 9.30 on Sunday morning, and it was already 100 Unbearable. Degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And – I'm running and I didn't put a piece of gum in and I always put a piece of gum in my mouth before I go to the gym. Yeah. And just without the gum, it's like, it was like this burning, like it was burning down my throat and into my lungs when I was breathing. Like it was like really almost comical. It was like you were on Survivor. But here's what was really funny. I said, I'm going to go do my exercise to my niece who is six years old. Because I went because Saturday night I took her to the circus. And we had a really nice time, and it wasn't air-conditioned. In And we went where the, Phoenix, where the Phoenix Suns play. Yeah. Which is like their big, beautiful Staples Center. Yeah. It's called U.S. Airways Arena. Yeah. And normally those places are freezing, but now it's just a known thing. In Phoenix, because of the economy, no place is air-conditioning down to like 68 like they used to. Everything's at like 85. So you're always just a little hot and sweaty. Like you go wow. from unbearable to kind of bearable wow and that's just the deal in the mall and at the you know and, and do so, people talk about that when yeah you mom was like yeah that's just the deal right now and it sucks 
She's wow. like, don't even go to Walmart. You can't believe it. And I was like, I wasn't going to go to Walmart. But um, so we're in the circus and we're, everyone's fanning themselves. And so the next morning I say to my niece, I'm going to exercise. And she goes, well, I want to come. And so we take the dog and my six-year-old niece. And so, you know, I'm supposed to be going on like a run. So as we're walking slowly around the neighborhood, I'm like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go walk, walk, squat, walk, walk, squat. And then after, then for the next street, I was lunge together, lunge And she's together. walking with you. Yeah. And she finally goes, Uncle Tony, I need you to stop doing that. And I go, no, they're my exercises. And she goes, oh, I know, but they're embarrassing. She's six years old and she fucking put the lockdown on me. And I wow. said to her, well, you know what? I'm going to be embarrassing you for many, many more years. And so yeah. you should just start getting used to it now. If you're going to accept the gifts I bring, yeah, this is part of it. Then I part also will embarrass you in public. Wow. So we're now at the point in our relationship where we're beyond the princess dresses. Yes. It's no more Uncle Tony is the one that can't say no to me. Now I just embarrass her. At least she didn't say that is unacceptable. <laughs> she she's inching towards it. I need you to stop doing that. Well, I, I like her phrasing. I, I need know. you to she, stop. It was a need. I, it wasn't I a need want. you to hear me. Yeah, she was putting out fires. Yeah, um, that's so crazy. And that reminds me of a uh, an email that we got from a listener. Right on. Um, this is from Adam, who that's all we know, and he says, "Boys, it's called heavy pickle and the big gay rose." Boys, I have right a couple on. of thoughts. I thought Heavy Pickle would catch on oh, yeah. the couch uh, Number one, Heavy Pickle and the Big Gay Rose could be the name of the greatest trucking movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tony, you're, this is Tony's Four Agreements. Oh, right. Okay. As, as he Wait, imagines is, What is the Big Gay Rose? Oh, when that guy gave me the rose. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is um, Tony's, Tony's Four Agreements. Okay. Number one, it is always possible to see one's supervisor. Okay. Uh, number two, always get the best seats you can afford. That's true. They're God, they pay attention. Three, no, it, it, always get the best seats, period. Yeah. Regardless of whether you can yeah, afford them. That's actually. Uh, number three, there is no point in going to the movies if it can be watched bootleg. Which that's, is good. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And I will not put it up my ass for anyone. It's number four. <laughs> I hadn't read this all the way. That's really um, good. Love you guys. You make me laugh so much. So I love good. it. Who is that, Adam? That was from, yeah. And then here's Adam, one. Adam, do you know, Zo uh, do you know um, what's his name? Zade? Jesus, you really I'm should know his to, name, Dennis. I, I, well, it's hard. Tori in D.C. Uh, had something to say. Uh, Re-worshipping. Okay. Remember that thing we I read? Oh shit! She's gonna rip me a new one. And I said, I don't. You know, I don't worship anything. And yeah. And uh, and you I worship Cinnabon a little I bit. I think. I think from afar, Dennis. Yeah. Not up close. From a stomach grumbling afar. <laughs> um, I think I may have even said that I knew Tori would have my back on this because she just seems atheistic. Right. You know what I mean? Like I fucking love her. Anyway, boys, please no more deep quotes. <laughs> I for one do not worship anything Like Tony I am a disciple Of the church of indifference I just don't care about most things I believe we should all I believe we should all give anyone Our unconditional indifference And accept that most things are Somewhat of a letdown and not terribly good If we all just accepted This and dealt with our own shit Life would be so much better Please, more AIDS jokes, stories of fucking feed off, and three-way stories. By the way, my dick got me into so much trouble, it had to go. <laughs> Love, Corey in D.C. 
Isn't ah, that the best? That is fantastic. I love looking down one day and going, you've just caused so much fucking, you've reached so much you havoc. You have to go. It's like sending it away to um, boarding Fat school. camp. Fat yeah. camp. <laughs> Into a jar you right. go. However, not to get deep and heady, but if she were that indifferent, she wouldn't have typed up an email and sent it to us. If indifference was her uh, well, default setting, you know, she's not there. You are again. She's not, being she worships full. us. Yeah, she worships us. So we were about to start the podcast, and that was when I remembered that I had gotten this Facebook email uh, from someone saying that my episode of Pretty Hurts was on. Yes, uh, and I thought, oh great, I'm gonna, you know, it'll be embarrassing, and it was embarrassing, but not, not for that the embarrassing. That I thought not that embarrassing. I thought you did fine. I yeah, thought yeah, you it was fine. You came off as natural and charming, and well, that's nice. You're yes, you know, that's sweet. But well, I... no, when you first described it to me after it had happened, yeah. I don't remember exactly what all you said, but I remember thinking, oh fuck. Well, it sounds like they there. have the makings of a crazy. Yeah, yeah. Something it sounds like you could live to file a lawsuit. You could rue the day. I'm gonna have to speak to Logo's supervisor. Yeah. Um, I went and they said, like they have "Okay, one. someone is gonna. There's someone involved in the show that you know that you've been out with." And well, first they just said that you know and that you're not friends with. And I thought if Kathy Griffin walks out, right? But it wasn't. And anyway, it just turned out to be this guy that I'd been on like two dates with, and the last date we had he said i will call you on tuesday or wednesday or whatever day and when someone says to me okay i'm going to call you on such and such day yeah i'm not calling you you're now going to call me right and so now it's like a year two years later however long it is and he hasn't called he dropped the ball and i have many many people in my phone whose final text is okay, I'll get back to you, or okay, I'll text yeah. you on Monday when I know, or, you know, this guy that I went out with that I was really excited about uh, was like, I'm really sick, um, I'm sorry to cancel, but let me just call you back after the weekend because I'm sure I'll feel better by then. Right. And that was on a Wednesday, and now it's been four months. Shit. So it's my own yeah. personal hope to he. Right. Um. But, you know, I have, you know, 15 of them. And so, <clears throat> but so, yeah, so I did the uh, the Pretty Hurts. And the, the lesson learned is don't wear something that you've not worn before, right? We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, but I didn't think what you worn was that bad. But I, I guess I couldn't figure out, was it a vest or like a shirt that had it a... It was a t-shirt with a vest over it. But the right. vest was made of sweater material, not like, it just, you know what, Dennis? It didn't work. Right. It wasn't dreadful. No, it wasn't that dreadful, but it was yeah. whatever. And so, but the best part was the part where we had to actually freeze frame was my before and after shot. <laughs> because the before <laughs> is me clearly about to sneeze. Right. They take, during they, they take the a weird face from a weird conversation. And then conversation. my after is still not, me not looking that great. But because the the makeovers are, you're only there for like 30 minutes and they just put a couple needles in your head and Nothing that they inject in you. Botox takes five days to take effect. Yeah. So it's not like you get Botoxed and then you leave and your shit's frozen. Like it takes yeah. five days for the muscles to slowly be. And so there really isn't much of an after. When yeah. it, If you wanted an after, the people would have to come back in two weeks. Yeah, there's no the with before and after done. is yeah. a total ruse. It's and so my before and after is hilarious and will probably be posted on my Facebook. So I if think you want to see it go. Yeah, on. that you can really that's a com that's comedy gold right there. Yeah, it's good. But how did you feel about the guy the guy talking about you 
not the date, the doctor, saying, well, Tony has a bit of the devil brow. Or I don't know. He had some name for your, your thing. Well, he says that I had too much Botox in the center and he had to add more to the outside because – but that actually wasn't the truth. The truth is that my eyebrows, the muscles on the outside that make the middle of your eyebrows raise mm -hmm. are so strong, like disproportionately, that my eyebrows want to raise like Dr. Spock. Right. Anyway, and the reason that I get Botox is to try to stop that. And I hadn't had any Botox in a really long time when I went when I did that show. So he kind of said it was a little different than it was, but that's no big whoop. It's fine. But yeah, so it the didn't point bug is you that he was, you know, um, because he looks like a goddamn freak show. So and I'm really denies not worried ever about, having anything done. Yeah, he says he doesn't do that stuff, but yeah, then he has like a rubber mask face. And um, Cameron Diaz fucked up her face. Cameron Diaz's face is really weird, and it, there was this really funny thing on the fashion police last week where there was a joke that was Cameron Diaz doesn't even turn 40 until August of 2012. Hey Cameron, you better remind your face. Right. And when we were, and I wrote the joke and when we were in teleprompter rehearsal, Joan was like, just say Cameron Diaz doesn't turn 40 till August. Hey Cameron, remind your face. And I was like, well, I think it's important that it's not just a year. It's like more than a year away. Like she's 38. She's mm -hmm. not even 39 on the border. Yeah. That's kind of what I, and she was like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, well, I think it does. And then we got on the set. And when it came time for her to do the joke, she was like, I don't get this joke. Yeah. Like, as if she'd never seen it before. And I was like, well, it's because you took out all the part that is the information. That yeah. Makes that the when joke. you said that she doesn't turn 40 for two years, that surprises me. Because it seems like she should be forty. That's now. exactly the point. Is when you had the fact in front of you, you're like, wow. She that doesn't isn't... even. In, she doesn't even turn forty until yeah. August of two thousand and twelve. No, she's and you're 45. looking at this picture of her where, yeah, exactly. She yeah. looks like a fifty year old wow. realtor. So anyway, another one bites the dust, man. That's okay though. I mean, Joan is amazing. And last week's episode was really. I haven't watched it yet, but I just think I thought the taping was super funny. Yeah, yeah, it was. It um, was really funny. But God, I'm ready for this. Vacay. Yeah. I might be going to Philadelphia in the middle of it because Rubdown is showing at the Philadelphia Q Fest, and I think the tourism board is going to get my ass out there. Good. I friends there. I know, right? So in the middle of Outfest, I might jet to Philadelphia. Um, can I tell you something that you might have some insight into? Mm -hmm. Because it has to do with people in theaters and people behaving like assholes. Yeah. Well, that here's would be my, my area. sometimes something happens in polite society where some side, an underbelly of rage is revealed. And this is what it is now. So when you go to like a public event where there's maybe a Q&A and it's people that aren't used to speaking publicly, like a filmmaker or whatever, and they get the microphone and they're like, well, I made this up. We can't hear you! Like the rage that comes from the audience yeah. when the person that's speaking can't be heard huh. is dark and instant. Well, I turn off people on NPR. Yeah, when they come on the radio and they're like, well, uh, "And and uh, and I was and what I well, any, no, but that's not the point." Anyway, what I wanted to say, and I'm click, like, you're I have out. to change the channel because that stresses me. It drives out you crazy so much. But I don't know that I would. I would yell at them. I would. Probably but you would yell say like, them. "Yeah, your mic's not on" or whatever. But they're. It's not the fact that they're pointing out that they're hard to hear because there's a lot of, you know, you want to be heard in those situations. But the people sitting there. Go to that ugly place so instantly. Right, you're not giving us a show. It's 
great. It's like, what is going on? Like, what happened to you? Who touched you when you were a kid? But well, it's not one person. That, it's universal. I think that whatever you're a nerd about, yeah, it's so yeah. important to you that you lose that sort of perspective, and you're basically it makes you a kid. That's what being a nerd about yeah. something is that makes you six years old. And whether it's baseball statistics or comic books or short film, and so you're you there, and you came in from another state and you got to Palm yeah. Springs and it's hot, but you don't care. And it's, you're seeing all these movies. You're going to meet the filmmakers. And then you finally get to get this question answered. And in an instant you can't hear. And I think yeah. you've just become an insolent child. It's so crazy. Like <laughs> just people shouting out in a crowded room. Yeah. Full of rage over That's something so dumb. We didn't hear the question. What, what <laughs> happened? just happened. Yeah. I'm so scared now. Like somebody, is it going to be okay? Like, it's so weird. I can't, I don't understand it. And there was, that place was. Yeah, that, well, those Q&As are always. There's, oh. It's like 50-50. They might be, you might leave there on a cloud going, I can't yeah. believe we just got to hear that anecdote from the director of this film. Or it might just be like, oh my God, that just fucking ruined my week. Yeah. Everything they did was wrong. The moderator wouldn't let anybody answer a good question. It was all a bunch of idiots. You know, I mean, it's, you're rolling the dice. Yeah. And I've discovered that I'm a backseat moderator. Yes, you are. But I that's can moderate you are any of those. Good at it. I'm better than everyone that ever does it in yes. front of me. I hate to be that guy, but it's true. Yeah, and it kind of drives me nuts. Um, I think it's okay to say that you're really good at something when you're only good at a few things. Those things are important. That's right. And I, it would be one thing if you were the kind of person that's like, I'm really good at that about everything. Right. Regardless. Right. But I don't want you to ever be ashamed of saying you're good at something because you are. I, and I'm you a good interviewer and moderator person for yeah. sure. And um, yeah. And it there makes was some... me sad a little that magazines are dead because I miss doing your interviews. magazine. Your articles on people were really great and were really oh, thank showing you. them in a, a fun way that was it was never about you. It was always them at their very best. And yet we sort of – it was just – yeah, you really crafted those things really well. And I saw the sort of agony you went through, but oh, – Oh, yeah, that's very really, sweet. Really I miss the I miss the form, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm interviewing Selena Gomez Well, it's soon. dead. I know, but I'm interviewing Selena Gomez soon for Fashion, the only magazine that really uses me. I just love me. her so much. I know. She's cute, right? And I love Who Says, that song. And my sister loves it and my niece loves it. I'll pass that on. All three of us. I wish my sister Is it was... the new song with the video that's like a karaoke video? No, that's Bang Bang Bang. Yeah. Um, which is another song that I like. But the song that joined three generations yes. of Tripoli women. Yeah. Uh, was... <laughs> Including yourself. Yeah. Who says Who says you're not perfect? Is Who that... says you're not worthy? Is that off the new album or is yeah. it? It was so, the very first single off of so this So this is the second out. Yes. Okay, the second single is Bang Bang Bang. All right, I'm going to give it a listen. It's a great – I'll, I'll yeah. burn you a disc, Dennis. Don't act like I don't have the Selena Gomez already and, loaded into my and iTunes. Normally I deal with the entertainment editor at Fashion, but this uh, this time I got an email from the editor-in-chief because it's happening really soon and the, and the editor I deal with was out sick or whatever, saying could I do the Selena thing or whatever. And, um, and she said, I really enjoy your profiles – you really managed to capture something with these yeah. people in sometimes no time at all. And like she yeah. acknowledged it that doesn't feel like you don't junket. sit out for lunch anymore. You don't sit out for lunch. You get 20 minutes on the phone with Katy Perry if you're lucky. Right. You know, so I, I just like that she acknowledged that um, you don't really have a lot of time with them and that 
I don't know. It made me feel good. You know, like you do. So I am getting ready to go to P-Town. I know. And this is a roll, What's your strategy? Whirlwind. What is your strategy? I don't really have a strategy. I mean, look, the postcards are great. Gabriel Goldberg is a very talented photographer. Yeah. And he put your, every, vision, your vision um, was, realized. was realized. Yes. And so, you know, and I do think that there's a, there's a really big story that's going to come out in the uh, issue that will hit stands Wednesday. This Wednesday. So, yeah. Okay. So, in the one that run, goes from Wednesday to Wednesday that goes over 4th of July weekend, which is the biggest weekend at P-Town. Fantastic. Um, and, they, you know, they did this really fun interview with me. And basically the guy just emailed me the questions. And then I altered the questions so that my answers – Yeah. I could say what I wanted. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Um, and I also was like, the question where you asked about Kathy Griffin, I just didn't answer that one. We'll just cut that. And he was it's like, like, okay. It's like Beyonce interfere. N.A. Not applicable. Okay. Remember that? NA. Remember that story? Yeah. NA. I sent her all these questions. Yeah. N.A. N.A. Um, but, um, the last question was, well, on the East coast guys from Los Angeles have a really bad reputation. We just think that they're all like, you know, just good looking guys that just go to the gym all the time and are really shallow and vain and they're really mean people. And my answer was, I'm sorry. I just heard a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the end of the interview, which I think is kind of a funny uh, ending. But, um, so yeah, so I'm hoping that people come to the Vixen, the first to the 16th. Um, the Vixen. I'm at the Vixen. You really have to deliver year. it. Something. And um, I have been burning CDs. You know, Joan made that amazing intro. Yeah. What kind of me. CDs are you burning? Well, my pre-show music. Oh right. Okay. And then there's the intro, and then there's my playoff music. Um, and you know, so there's like all that stuff you have to show up with. I still haven't really finalized the set list. Um, are you gonna do some of your greatest hits? Some oh new yeah. Songs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, you know, a lot of it will be I shit my pants 2.0. Yeah. Um, Because you got, you know what I mean? Look, they want Freebird, Dennis. It's your Titanic. You got to do it. Their lighters go in the air. Yeah. (laughs) Because it smells like shit (laughs) in there. You shit your pants. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's but, so cool. But yeah, but I'm excited about it. And I've heard from a lot of couch potatoes that say they're going to be in P-Town. That's amazing. So I might be doing a little P-Town uh, meet and greet. Couch, couch potato. Some outreaching. Couch, couch clatch. I had a coffee yeah. clatch with some a couch potato and his boyfriend. So I, um, and they were I had one Facebook person today that said something about, oh God, it's so juvenile. I can't even tell the story. Basically... He, you know, he was like, I'm going to come to P-Town and see you and I can't wait. And uh, before I know it, it, you know, he was sending me naked pictures and I was sending naked pictures back. So it's just it's very professional. Right. It's very much. Yeah. It's just like uh, so you're you're DTF. Lisa Lampanelli. You're already DTF with this one. Well, you know, I get. I don't know. Is it on? I don't think it's. Like I don't know if anything. It's on. I okay. don't know if anything. That's exciting, on. though. I I know what I know is that um, I had, you know, because I've been on this really strict diet and sort of workout thing, which is actually good, and I actually have felt great. As much as some of it is kind of ridiculous, um, and it is so all-consuming. Like every minute of the day is about 
how long has it been since I've eaten? I need to eat something now and I need to drink this two gallons of water and I have to work out in the morning and then again at night. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like non stuff that I'm like, oh my God, that's not me at all. But then um, I, when I, you know, when we went to the circus Saturday night, I had a snow cone and a cotton candy and a soft pretzel and some of my sisters, she got a little mini pizza and I had like a little piece of that. And I literally couldn't drive us home because it was like more than being drunk. Like when you haven't had carbohydrate in a while and then that hits your bloodstream. Like I literally was, I was flushed. I was woozy. (laughs) No, I get it. It I get it. Crazy. And, but you know, and then I felt crummy all day Sunday. Well, Um, yeah, since I started training with Jalen and stuff, I'd been doing better with eating and calories and stuff like that. And not that intense, but when I like, indulge and get something mm. i fuck, i had a like a like a sunday half of a sunday once i had the shits all night like when you i feel mm-hmm. things like i i didn't think i would feel it yeah i think i'd be like oh maybe i shouldn't have eaten that but no man your body's like what the fuck are you doing yeah 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 so i get it i can imagine yeah. feeling like oh my god what am i but it was all, i still i'm glad i fucking ate it that cotton candy was amazing i get it and the Soft pretzel was disappointing. I'm not going to lie, but that snow yeah. cone was with all twelve dollars. That's how much it cost. It was twelve dollars for a snow Jesus. cone. Well, but you get to keep the cup. That's true. That's cool. So you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited about P Town. Now, and are you going to see people that you met there last time? Or any? I mean, I don't there? really know who's going to be there. I know that you know, I'm on my friend Matt, who you know, will I be like there. Matt a lot. He's going to be there for a couple of days. Um, you know, I'm with the same producer I was with last year, but at a different venue. I haven't seen this venue, and I have a feeling that it's really far away, and it's probably a piece of shit, and it's probably... I have a feeling this is just going to be a huge nightmare, but whatever. It's, you know, I'm doing something instead of doing nothing. And You're it's, doing your thing. And, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. That's so cool. It's and awesome. I, That's why know, I was so excited to be in Palm Springs. I'm going to be I at the, uh, the Celebration Theater August 12th and 13th at 8 o'clock, and then the 14th at 7 o'clock. Fantastic. So that weekend is going to be really fun. And then we've got the mismatch game. Mismatch game, July, July 23rd and 24th. I think I'm almost all casted up. Yeah. I think so it's great. like, it's a great lineup and so, all you that know, stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of really, you know, it's exciting stuff. So. Yes. Um, I don't know what else. I don't have any other thoughts. My, I'm losing my voice. No, that's good. I just we just wanted to sort of say goodbye, yeah. and so I, uh, we're we'll be gone for two weeks. We will be back uh, around the 20th of July. We'll that's be our right. Next podcast should go up. Yes. Um, and there will be lots of stories to tell. There will be. We sir, sure would love to hear your stories. Yes. Please send them to the comedy couch at gmail.com that's the comedy couch at gmail.com you can always find dennis at dennishensley.com you can that's find true. me at tony triplee.com uh and then of course there is the comedy couch page yeah uh, like us on Tripoli. like us on facebook on facebook also if you haven't listened the last week's edition of the popcorn mafia with Drake with oh Gray i wrote that Drake. on my post-it yeah uh, is up and Dennis and I listened? were the guests. I didn't listen. I want to listen to it. I bet it's really. We fun. laughed so hard when we did She's it. She's great. She is such a talent and yeah. really nice, and it was so much fun. And and so uh, we talked about the movies Cruisin' and then the new film Beginners. 
and we all had a lot of opinions, and we agreed, we did. and we disagreed, and we laughed, and we were filthy. It, as usual, as so, per usual. Yeah, so it was really, really good. That could be your that could be your show when you're just not doing when you're doing your greatest hits. Tony yeah. Tripoli, as per usual. <laughs> I've always liked that expression. Totally, it doesn't really lure people in, but I do just think it's catchy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, do you want to hear my one regret so far of the summer of sass? Oh, Jesus. That I didn't get Britney tickets. I people are liked saying that that show. Mm-hmm. People were saying that it wasn't bad, especially for her. Like it's kind of really like your kids' go to recital. Katie Perry. Well, I'm going to work on that because In I November. interviewed her, and I should be able to hook that up. Okay, but you never know. Yeah, I really, um, yeah. I would like to go and see that show as well. I know, and um. the Britney CD was my soundtrack to Palm Springs, and. There's a song on there called How I Roll that yeah. I want to go down. And I always thought, you can be my fuck tonight. And Jamie, who's my actor from Rub Down, is obsessed with pop music. And he's like, it's thug. It, you could be my thug tonight. Yes. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Because I felt like it wasn't a dirty enough song. I'm like, Brittany, why throw the F-bomb in there? It's so unnecessary for this song. <laughs> and so I, the good news is it's thug. Well, we love you for listening. Please check out our sponsors, Dr. Kiss. It's the world's greatest lip balm. It is. There's new packaging, and there is a Dr. Kiss gloss coming sometime very, very soon. You can find out all the latest info about that at VanityMark.com. That's right. Also, don't forget the Dennis Hensley 5-pack that is available exclusively at FilmBaby.com. Thank you. That's the only place that has it in stock. Unless you flag me down, I can give you one out of my trunk. Well, yeah, then there's that. That's true. Uh, I uh, also and go want... see Tony in P Town. Yeah, come and see me in P Town. Come check out the dates or here in LA. Um, and also, if you're in a city that has a little gay theater, I would love to come and do, you know, my little show there. That would be a lot of fun. So make it happen. Right, right on. Uh, but we definitely want to hear from you. You have two weeks now that you're not going to hear That's from right. us. So we want to hear from you. All right. That's right. And in the meantime, as always, we love you for listening. We do love you for listening. And we have to say the same thing we say at the end of every podcast. Bye. Bye.